Welcome back. Episode 6. 12.17 p.m. Madison called the city hall to ask, Do we take the headstone when we dig someone up? The lady said, Yes. If you paid for it, yes, you do. Madison said, All right, thank you. Madison hung up and said, Man, she's rude. I said, I know, baby. I knew she was because Madison had her on speaker. November 21st, 2019, 9.20 a.m. I drove to the cemetery to find men working on the corner, the east-west corner by Megan's area again. After it looked as though they were done, they are widening the corner of the east-west street. There's also a big steel pipe laying in the grass west of the street, east of Megan Street, in front of the beep headstone. There's a bobcat on the street and the sod is being laid. I left the cemetery. I wait to go back to the cemetery after lunch hours to see what they were doing. It just looks really odd. A little after five this afternoon, I drove to the cemetery Yes, it's my third time there today with no complaints. I need to take that look at what they did. They have the corner of the street that faces Megan, the east-west street, ready to have the cement poured. But you can still drive through Megan Street. I took a couple pictures, and yes, I will be here tomorrow. I drove by to see Wyatt, told him we loved him. I told Megan we loved her and I left the cemetery. November 22nd, 2019, 8.03 a.m. I drove through the cemetery this morning to check on things. It's raining today, so I don't believe they would pour the cement in the area. They do have it ready to be poured, though. I drove back to see Wyatt and told him we loved him. Then I drove around to see Megan, and we told, I told her we loved her. November 23rd, 2019. It's quiet here today. Being a Saturday, I knew no one would be here to work. There's another car here. Madison drove through and we told our angels we loved them. November 24th, 2019. Today it's so peaceful here and I'm glad about that. I just wish I could sit on the bench and sit in peace again. At one time, I felt that here. I don't feel comfortable doing that anymore. November 25th, 2019. As I pull in, I saw a lot of cars. I thought at first, what the heck? Then I saw a green tent. It was a funeral. I pulled up to Megan. And as I was turning around to not enter the funeral area, I noticed they laid the concrete in the area east of Megan. Then as I'm looking to see if they marked Megan's headstone, at first I thought they didn't, but when I looked closer, they did mark it. Thank God. We are ready for tomorrow at 1 p.m. Matt called at 5.31 p.m. He said, hi, Emily. I said, hi, Matt, how are you? He said, I'm good. I'm calling to see if we are set for tomorrow. 
I said, yes, I have gone to the cemetery and they have marked it off around her headstone. So yeah, I believe they are ready. I'm ready. He said, yes, at 1.30 p.m. I said, no, 1 p.m. I will be there at 12.30. He said, okay, I will see you at 12.30, 12.45-ish. I said, all right, thank you, Matt. He said, stuttering. All right, Emily. The day of the digging, November 26, 2019. When I woke up this morning, I felt a sense of ease. I knew this was the day. Today's the day they are going to dig where Megan's headstone is, not where she's at. Madison and I are getting ready. I'm praying for the disturbance we have to cause there today. I know I'm doing the right thing. I know I have been guided to do this. I know I have to get this fixed for all the babies, not just for Megan. We arrived at the cemetery at 12.31 p.m. Matt is already here, which I'm happy to see. I asked Madison to video and take lots of pictures. We got out of the car and walked toward Matt and another guy standing by the tractor. We said hello to Matt and Matt introduced us to the digger. Beep from Beep Vault Services. We said hello and shook his hand. Matt then looked at me and said, how you gonna feel when you're wrong today? I was stunned. I said, I wish I were, but I know 100% where Megan is. Matt looked at me. Now all this time I have been telling Matt, I know 100% that I am correct. I know where I have sat with her for the past 20 and a half years to someone that has only come out here once or twice. So why would he say that to me is bizarre. The digger took a paper from Matt and walked around the area to see where things should be. I'm not sure what he was thinking, but I felt he knew something wasn't right. Madison said she thought the same thing. Others started arriving. Beep from the funeral home, Mark from the city, another lady from the city. I did shake Mark's hand and say hello. They start to dig. Madison, Matt, and I step under the tree where I knew Megan to be. They took the headstone up and set it to the west of the hole. The digger dug. The closer he would get, and he didn't go down very far, when he shoveled, he, we stepped closer. When he was on the tractor, we would stand under the tree. A short time later, beep, from the funeral home said, he found it 2.4 feet deep. The minute I heard those words, my body cringed. I thought, oh no, we are disturbing someone else. Please forgive me. The digger would jump off the tractor, dig some, then jump back on the tractor to clear more dirt off. When he hit the casket, he would hand shovel the dirt around the little white coffin until he was able to lift it out. 
Madison said, it's open, when the casket was still in the hole. Matt asked the funeral director, are you going to open it here? Matt looked at me and said, they can open it here and you don't have to follow them back to the funeral home. I said, well, I trust the funeral home a hell of a lot more than I do the city. Beep, the funeral director said, I'm licensed to do that. I can open it. Matt asked me and I said, if he can do that. Three co-workers of the digger arrived and one of them helped beep, lift the casket out of the hole. They set it to the side of the hole. It is open. It is full of water, not dirty, thick, mucky water for after 20 years, but water you could see through. The digger and his co-worker carried the casket over behind the tractor. The digger lifted it up and poured the water onto the ground. He set it back down. He took the lid off again to lean it against the tractor wheel. In the casket was a colorful blanket, a liner to the casket. The funeral director reached down and picked a Bible up out of the casket. He's rubbing the back side of the little pink book. He asked, is this her Bible? I said, mm, I don't know. Turn the book over. He did. I saw the word beep. And my first thought was, they pulled something out here. Something isn't right. I took the tip of my finger and rubbed the Bible where the name was. And it said, Megan, beep. I agreed that it is Megan's Bible. I did have a doubt about the blanket until I got home to look at the pictures from the day of her funeral. When Madison looked over at me from where she was standing by her car, due to not feeling well, to see if it was her Bible, I shook my head yes at her, and she shook her head no at me. I don't know what happened out here or how these things got into a casket that doesn't look like Megan's, but I knew I had to get Madison out of there. She had already said she didn't feel well from when the casket was opened. I looked at Matt and asked him, how could I be so wrong? He said, we are only human. I looked at him in, in disbelief. I then thought, Something isn't right. What did I miss? My next thought was, uh-uh, something is not right. I know damn well the tree does not move. The street didn't move. The headstones across the street doesn't line up. What did I miss? As I stood here in disbelief, they carried the casket to beep the funeral director's car, and the headstone to mine. We said our goodbyes to Matt and the digger. I gave him a tip for the work he had done. I said to Mark, you have a good Thanksgiving, Mark. He patted me on the back shoulder, laughing, and said, yeah, you too. Madison and I left. Matt is already in his car. I pulled up to Matt to tell him thank you. We pulled out behind the funeral director.
Madison and I got home knowing things are not right out there. I'm crying. We were both crying. We were upset and it was like there was nothing I could do. We took some time to calm down and I made some phone calls. I start looking at pictures and videos. The more I looked at them, the more differences I found and some new things too. Like at 1.13 p.m., there are dark lines on both sides of the Little Rock headstone, east of where Megan's headstone was. 1.23 p.m. shows the top of the casket. 1.35 p.m. On video, you can hear Madison saying, it's open. She also said, there's water seeping out of it. It shows next, the digger leaning his knee on top of the casket to do what? Him and his co-worker lifted the casket out of the hole. 1.36 p.m., the casket is sitting on the west side of the hole. My first thought was when I saw the casket, that's not Megan's. Then the co-worker and the digger carried it behind the tractor. 1.37 p.m. On video, it shows the digger dumping the water out onto the ground. Then obviously, he set the lid down to lean it against the tractor wheel. 1.38 p.m., the funeral director picked the Bible up out of the casket. It is Megan's Bible, with her blanket wadded up in a ball, and a liner to the casket, but that was it. I thought to myself at that time, where's the yellow bunny? It was Easter Sunday, the day she passed. Where was her little white dress and the shoes? I have pictures showing them items also. Although after I went back to check, the panties were still packed in a Ziploc bag. And I remember the lady at the funeral home said that she was too tiny for the panties. You can also see in the picture of the day of her funeral, she is wrapped in white receiving blankets with the big crochet blanket laying over the top of her. The picture doesn't show the yellow bunny because it was tucked up underneath her blankets. I remember it as if it were yesterday. So how the big crochet blanket was wadded in a ball was beyond me. The funeral director showed the Bible to Matt, the attorney. 1.42 p.m., the groundsmen, three of them, helped to knock the concrete off the headstone to throw the concrete in the hole they just dug up. They start covering the hole. 1.46 p.m., two of them carried the casket to the funeral director's car the headstone to mine. No picture for that. When we arrived home, we knew things were not right. Matt called. He asked, how are you doing? I said, okay. Things aren't right out there. I told him, my gut tells me something shysty happened out there. He said, well, you need to follow your gut. I said, yes, I know. I told him about the video that on it, you can hear Madison saying it's open. 
He said it may have come open when he was down in the hole with the shovel. But in the pictures in the video, it doesn't show where the shovel even hit the casket enough to open it, an airtight seal. Matt then said, well, I can get you some money for... And when he said that, my mind went blank. I didn't hear a word he said. I'm thinking at this point, I think Matt lost all concept of why we are doing this. To move the headstones back. He told me, well, we'll be in touch. Take a couple days and reach out when you're ready. Have a good evening and I'll talk to you soon. I said, all right, you have a good evening also. Madison had an idea to go back to the cemetery to pick up the dirt clumps that they poured the water on. As she pulled up there, she pulled up to shine her bright lights from the car to shine on the area of where the dirt clumps were. She did pick up the dirt clumps and I took pictures and kept an eye out. 5.36 p.m., the hole is covered. Dark lines, one on each side of Sheridan, beep, rock headstone. Dirt clumps in the grass. 5.42 p.m., example of sod laid. April 10, 1999, a picture of Megan's casket. November 26, 2019, a picture of the casket they dug up. I cried leaving the cemetery. I find myself again asking Megan to forgive me. I find myself again telling her I'm sorry for what they have done. We arrived home and I tried to relax. After dinner, I start looking at the pictures and videos and I'm looking and viewing the videos and talking with Madison about a few things. It just didn't sit right with what I'm looking at and how they found Mad Megan's Bible and blanket in a casket that doesn't look like Megan's. The two items my attorney and I mentioned when they asked, how will we be able to identify her once we dig her up? They are the city people. Matt mentions the Bible and I told him a blanket. After looking at some of the pictures of the day of her funeral, where are the white blankets she was wrapped in? Where's the outfit that Megan was dressed in that was too much bigger than she was? But the lady said she wrapped it around the back side of her and tucked it under. The big crocheted colorful blanket that we got back was laid folded over the top of her. But then to find it in the casket that day, wadded up in a ball. That casket had set leveled for all them years. As I sat here looking at the pictures and videos, I got mad. I was very upset, so I decided to message Matt. 10.46 p.m. Matt, sorry a bit late. We have been looking at pictures, and I believe the casket they pulled out of the ground today is not Megan's. Maybe crazy sounding, but hers had a ledge, another level, 
then about a quarter inch level on top. The one today has no ledge, went up, then was flat. I think I need to stop the cremation. It's not Megan. It is also on video where Madison is saying it's open. I'm not sure what is going on, but something isn't right and the trees don't line up. If you get time in the morning, please call me. I will not sit by and let them cremate another baby to save their ass. I may have to go public to get others to come forth. I'm not sure what it is yet, but I know things aren't right out there. Thank you. I then thought a few minutes later, I should message Nancy to stop the cremation. So I did. At 10.52 p.m., I emailed Nancy at beep funeral home. Hi, Nancy, I know it's a bit late, but I need to talk to somebody about the cremation of Megan. Beep, beep. They pulled the casket out of the ground, and when I viewed the pictures, the coffin today does not look like Megan's. Please stop the cremation until I can come in to talk to you. Please and thank you so much, Emily. After I sent the emails, I had to lay down. I had to get some sleep. I cried myself to sleep to wake up to. I called Nancy at 8.29 a.m. November 27, 2019, Nancy is not in. B said when she called me back at 8.30 a.m. Matt called me at 9.07 a.m. He's not very happy. As I picked up the phone, I heard someone say something. Then I heard Matt say, I'm going to try to talk her down. I said, hello? Matt said, hi, Emily, it's Matt. How are you? I said, I'm good. How are you? He said, good. I read your email this morning. I got up early and have been working on this this morning, looking at Google Earth. I said, we did that already back a year or so ago. He said, you did? When, when was the second tree gone? I said, it looks like 2010, 2011. He said, I'm looking at it and it has two trees at one time but there is no tree to the north of the tree. I said, well, what about the tree and the beep headstone? He said, beep headstone? I don't know where that is. I said, across the street from the second tree, the north tree, the one that they had to cut out after a storm. He said, that tree is still there. And I tried to say something, and he screamed at me and said, Don't speak over me. Let me talk. I sat back and listened. He said, If we take this to court, we will be wrong, yelling at me. He said, I'm looking at Google Earth now. It is up on my screen. Come in and take a look. You can come in about 1.30 p.m. Someone in the background said, we're not going to be back by then. He said, you can come in at 2 p.m. I may be a little late, but you can take a look at this. I said, all right, Matt, thank you.
Yesterday, when I talked with Matt after they dug Megan's headstone out, I said to him, I think something shysty happened, and I don't know what it is, but I will not stop until this is proven. He said, well, you have to follow your gut. I said, yes, and I'm going to. He said, I can get you some money for, and I didn't hear a word of what he said after that because I blocked him out. I did hear him say to take a couple days and to reach out to him when I need to. It floored me. Matt, all this time, he acts as though he was on my side, and now he's flipping the script. And then I start to think of, over the years of working with him, my red flags of Matt. One, he didn't come to watch us probe the area. Two, on January 18th, he didn't come to the cemetery the day I met Mark after offering that he would. Three, I had a concern about them digging up the cemetery to fix the drain system, and I had mentioned to Matt that I didn't think they should be digging in the cemetery until the case with Megan is settled. Matt had my daughter and I sign in an emergency injunction to stop them if they did. He even said, I don't think they are that be damn stupid. They did dig and Matt didn't file the injunction and I had mass messaged them twice with my concerns of when they started to stake and dig in Megan's area. So my concerns with Matt were already in the back of my mind. After I hung up the phone from him when he wanted me to come in to view Google Earth, which we have already viewed, I received some advice to not go. So I emailed Matt, 11.55 a.m. Matt, I'm sorry, but when we talked on the phone earlier, I had forgotten I had family members come in and had completely forgotten when I spoken with you. I will talk to you soon. Have a good Thanksgiving. Thank you. I went on about my day. 2.30 p.m., I received an email from Matt saying, I received your message. I was awaiting your arrival and decided to take a moment to check emails while waiting and saw that you will not be dropping by today. Just reach out when you are ready to review the satellite energy. Have a blessed holiday and enjoy your family. Matt. 2.34 p.m. I email Matt back. Yes, when I talked to you earlier, it slipped my mind and I overheard a voice in the background stating you wouldn't be back in time. So I didn't know if you were busy, so I emailed you. Thank you, Matt, so much. and You have a wonderful Thanksgiving also. We went to the cemetery today to take pictures. There's a concrete slab underneath the straight line marks. I tried to, under, I tried to uncover what I could. It is a white concrete slab, not a red brick. There used to be red bricks around Sheridan B rock headstone. I took pictures of the area where the North tree used to be. I stood at the B headstone facing the area, and I can honestly say, I can swear on this, as to be 100% correct on this I took pictures of the new headstone that was set in. There was a lot of dirt spreaded around 
the headstone for just setting a headstone. I know things are not right. I know things are strange, but I know the tree didn't change and things don't line up to the story they are trying to portray. And yes, they have done me wrong. When they brought Megan's casket up, the lid was opened. It was full of water, not muddy water, but water you could see through. And after 20 years, it would have been thick, muddy muck. They dumped the water into the grass and carried it to Beep's car. Something doesn't add up. So as, as of right now, this is not over. November 28, 2019. I woke up this morning with a sense of, I had a dream, a premonition, a feeling. I'm not sure how to express it, but I did tell a few people about it. And as the day went on, we did have a nice Thanksgiving dinner. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for everything. Later this evening, I drove to the cemetery, and as I pulled in, I wasn't thinking about anything but visiting Megan and Wyatt. I pulled up to Megan first. As I did, I glanced up to look at the small drain. Then I looked at the tree. I looked a little further back, and there was the new headstone they set in. I start to cry. Madison's crying. I'm so frustrated with these kinds of feelings that I have been feeling. I cried so hard on trying to catch my breath. I couldn't breathe. I then yelped out to get some air. And I started yelling, you, beep, you, beep. I said, Madison, do you see it? And she said, yes, crying. She knew what I was talking about because she is one of the ones that I told about the dream, the premonition, the feeling. Oh my gosh, Megan. You are truly an angel. Thank you, my baby. November 29, 2019. I woke up this morning giggling about the nonsense they are trying to tell me. As if the second tree stood there until 2016. We would have been walked between two trees as a tunnel to get to the headstones. A tunnel because the trees would have been that close together. And that has never happened. By that time, I'm beginning to believe this is now a case of telling a lie of cutting a tree down in 2016 to this, to have to tell a bigger lie. After we start calling saying the headstones had been moved, they come up with a way to cut a tree down, a tree that never stood where they say they cut it down, to now trying to cover up that the headstones have not been moved by moving Megan's casket, or if not moving it, got her Bible and blanket out to put it in another casket. How cruel. 
And if they did bury a casket on top of another, I believe it may be a little boy's casket name. Beep. The headstone they laid out west of Megan's tree and the small drain they put in on October 31st after we went to court to get the okay to dig Megan up was when they put that drain in. To steal piping laying in the grass in the early morning hours, even after they were done with the drain system. It looks suspicious to me, especially with the pictures. The pictures tells the story. And I may not be able to prove it, but just to put it in minds of people and let each and every one of them decide. December 1st, 2019, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to Megan for going through this. I'm sorry for the living that's going through this and don't know how to fix it. I'm sorry to my babies, my family, and all that they had to do was fix it. I'm sorry too to friends who told me to get her exhumed when this first started. I did not want to dig Megan up, but if I would have listened to my family and friends, they would have not had the opportunity to mess with the caskets. And I'm so sorry, Megan. And do you know what the worst part of this is? My attorney and I laid the blueprint for them. On January 16, 2019, when they asked about how we would identify Megan when we dug her up, Matt told them there's a Bible in the casket with her name engraved. This was the day we got the admittance, the headstones were moved. Stan said about five or six of them. On January 18, 2019, my dumbass showed Mark at the cemetery where Megan's headstone should be. When we were there that day for Mark to show me where the surveyor surveyed where the headstone should be, and they were further away, so yeah, we were the stupid ones, Matt and I. Today I sat down to write a newspaper ad. I'm going to go public. It may take me a few days to get everything in line, and with the holidays coming, it will be a hit and miss deal, but I'm look, looking forward to the new year. December 2nd, 2019. Nicole and I went to the funeral home to talk to Nancy about stopping the cremation so we could run DNA. Nancy told us they already cremated her. I said, I sent you an email not to do that. She said, I saw the message, but by the time I got to work that morning, they had already done it. She then asked, will you come back to pick Megan's belongings up later? Because I have a family that's coming in. In a defensive way attitude. Nicole starts to cry. She was upset and she kept crying. And I felt so bad for her. And this is why her mother, Megan's grandmother, is doing this. Because I know Nicole couldn't handle it. 
I did go back later to pick Megan in the blanket with her rose urn up. I purchased, purchased it from the funeral home. While talking to Nancy now, it seems as though her tone was calmer than what she was earlier when my daughter and I came in. This Monday evening, after leaving the funeral home, I realized when I got home that I didn't receive the file from the funeral home of the cremation. Now, in my mind, I'm thinking, I will go tomorrow morning and pick it up. Nancy conveniently told us she washed the blanket for us. My thought was, really? Tuesday morning, 9.12 a.m. I drove to the funeral home to ask for the file. Now, yesterday evening when we were there, the file that sat on the counter with Megan's belongings with her ashes and the file was a good-sized file. Today, Nancy gave me three pictures and one paper. The pictures were of an angel pendant for a necklace, a blanket, the liner of the inside of the casket, nothing about the Bible. Where the heck is the Bible? Where are the clothes she was dressed in? Where are the white blankets she was wrapped in? And my daughter and I both said, there should be a yellow stuffed bunny with her too, but no mention of the bunny either. December 4th, 2019, 1.18 p.m. I emailed Matt, hello Matt, hope all is well. I need to pick up my case file. I will no longer need your assistance. Can you return my message with a time frame? I can pick it up. Thank you and have a good day. Emily. 4.37 p.m. Matt emailed me back. Emily. Thank you for reaching out. I will sort the file and have beep. Help me get all your documents, image, images, information, and copies of the court pleadings together for you. I will email just as soon as it's ready for pickup. December 5th, 2019, 4.58 p.m. I went to the cemetery. I'm still taking pictures. I noticed they have not cemented around the big drain on Megan's corner. I took pictures of the headstone in the area, and my niece is going to track down family members to contact more and more people. Thank you, Jen. December 7th, 2019, 2.35 p.m. On the east and west corner by Megan's, you can tell they did widen the corner. December 11th, 2019, 2.20 p.m. Madison and I went to put flowers on Megan and Wyatt's graves for Christmas. Now, before when we would put flowers under the tree where Megan was laid to rest, they would be removed. So we will be watching to see when they come up missing. December 17, 2019, 3.56 p.m. Flowers. The flowers are still here, red and white flowers west of the tree. 3.57 p.m. Big drain. No concrete around it yet. B 
big drain with beep headstone. December 20th, 2019, 9-11 a.m. I receive a call today from the law firm telling me in a message that the case file is ready to be picked up. I did not go in today, but I will go in about the first of the week. December 21st, 2019, 4.28 p.m. Flowers are still here. Over the past two weeks, I tried to keep myself up. I'm trying hard to get back to thinking, man, this crap has done some crap to me. I go to the cemetery every day. I take pictures every time we're there. I'm calling attorneys again with no success. I'm reading the laws of beep. I have friends and family members reading and looking up information to help me. I'm so very grateful too. I have called to check on the items I can check for DNA. The only way is, the only thing I have that I can get checked is the ashes. And what if it's not just Megan? So I'm holding off until we see what family members come forth to see if the parents of this child comes forward. Everything else I haven't been able to check because the water destroyed the DNA. Them, be The holidays are drawing near, so I'm going to have to make the best of it for the babies in my family. I did put up a tree, and instead of hanging the stockings on the fireplace mantle, I hung them on the coat rack. It was a cute idea. I did put a few decorations up, but not like I normally do. And it's okay. There's a new year coming up, and next year will be better. On December 23rd, 2019, I have my newspaper ad written. I sent it out to have it proofread. When I got the response to get to my article, and I'm so happy, she said, it's just like a summary we would write in high school and I would give you an A plus. You do not have to change anything. I said, really? She said, uh-huh, it's good the way it is. I was so happy. On this day, I felt confident to take my article to the newspaper. We walked in, Madison and I. The ladies here were so friendly and helpful. I told her what I need to do. She took my paper, handwritten article, and she asked, has anyone told you to do this or has anyone told you not to do this? I said, no, looking at her. I told her a little bit what, about what was going on and she said, okay, write your information down and I will proofread this and contact you. I said, okay, when will it run? She said, Friday. I said, oh, all right. She said, I will have to edit it and see how many words there are. I said, all right, you edit it and let me know. I handed her the paper with my information and I told her, I put everything but my age. We laughed. She said, give me a little time to read it. I said, yes, read it. She did. I'm a true believer in 
actions speak louder than words. I thanked her so much and we went out the door. The ad will run December 27, 2019. December 24, 2019, I went to Matt's office to pick up the case file. He told me, I put the documents in and the pictures, even though I know you have what it is, I put it in, I put it in anyway. And if there's anything you may need, let me know. I said, all right, and thank you, Matt, and you have a Merry Christmas. He said, yes, Merry Christmas to you. He turned and walked into his office. B got a paper for me to sign, printed it up, and handed me the case file. I told her, thank you and have a Merry Christmas. She said, thank you, Emily, and Merry Christmas to you too. I walked out. December 25th, 2019, 4.04 p.m. Merry Christmas. Flowers are still here. I didn't hear anything from beep about the newspaper before December 26th, so I called her. She asked me if she could have some more time on it, and of course I said yes. December 27, 2019, 3.55 p.m. Flowers are still here, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but thank you, city of beep for not removing the flowers. I noticed tracks in the grass. There are quite a few tracks to go back to set a headstone. December 30th, 2019. B from the newspaper emailed me and said, the ad is ready to run. She told me how many words it had, how much it was for one week, then how much if I use more than one week. I did take two weeks and it will run on January 3rd, 2020, then again on January 10th, 2020. I'm looking forward to doing this and letting others know they are not wrong about thinking something being off in the cemetery. And like I said, we may get to put the puzzle pieces together and we can get it fixed. I mean, it may be too late for Megan, because even if I don't have all of her, her blanket and Bible has been tarnished by evil, mean-spirited disgrace, and it makes me so mad. 4.44 p.m. Red and white flowers are still here. Big drain, stone around it. Little drain, cement around it. Beep, headstone, red flowers on it. Megan's area looks dreary. Not many flowers, not many visitors. 4.46 p.m. There are pretty colors of flower in other areas of the cemetery. This is the day also I am able to look at the case file from Matt. December 31st, 2019. New Year's Eve. I pray for someone, everyone, to be safe and happy in life. January 1st, 2020. Happy New Year. January 2nd, 2020. 10.32 a.m. I called, beep, 
at the newspaper to give her payment for the ad. I'm so grateful for you. Beep. Madison and I got a small pizza today and we went to the cemetery. We sat with Megan and Wyatt to eat. And as we sat there, there was a lady in a little silver car looking as though she may be looking for someone. When we were done eating to leave, we drove by where she was parked. As we passed her, Madison said, it looks as though she has a pad of paper and pen in her hand and she is taking notes. Well, we don't know. So I asked Madison to back up to let me talk to her. I got out of the car and walked over to her. I said, hello, are you looking for someone? She said, no, I'm out here looking at the old headstones. I said, oh, that's nice. She said, I get online and look up old cemeteries and people from out of state wanting to see where their loved ones are. So I take pictures to let them see. I said, that's so nice of you. Bless your heart. She said, yeah, I like old cemeteries and I like visiting them to find who I can. I told her a little bit about what is going on out here with me. I also told her the article will be in the paper tomorrow. She said, yeah, a lot of damage happens because of the tornadoes. I said, yes, mine is from the floodwaters back in 2015. I said, there are times when you can't visit with your loved ones because the water that lays out here all the time, you have to wait days to weeks at a time to get down by a headstone. But they fixed the drains this past September. She said, oh, that's good. I said, yes, it is. She asked, I wonder why it floods like that. I said, mm, I'm not sure. She said, because it's so flat. I said, it could be. She said, I'm known as the crazy cemetery lady. People, when they see me out here, probably say, oh, here comes that crazy cemetery lady. I laughed and told her, I'm probably known, too, to be a crazy cemetery lady. But I will be crazy to prove what I know to be true. She said, yes, me, too. I said, I'm not going to let anyone disrespect my baby, dead or alive. She looked at me with an agreeing look on her face. We chatted a little more and she told me, you will probably see me out here. I said, you'll see me out here too. We laughed and I walked to Madison's car and we left the cemetery. Thank you, nice lady from beep, beep. January 3rd, 2020. My great-grandson and I went to the cemetery today. There's a funeral. I pulled up on Wyatt's side first, the east side. When I turned down the street between Megan and Wyatt to not interrupt the funeral, I noticed a few people standing around a headstone. As I looked, I saw a headstone was just placed there. I looked to see how much dirt was around one after they set it. I took a couple pictures, but there's not much dirt around this one, not much at all. I have been waiting to see the other settings of headstones of how much dirt is around one. I know when they set one, they usually pick the dirt around where the concrete slab sets, but it doesn't consist of a lot of dirt around a headstone. As the dirt around the headstone in the picture set west of Megan's tree, the newspaper ad went out today. 
January 3rd, 2020. I love you, Megan. I love you, Wyatt. January 4th, 2020. Flowers are still here and I'm so relieved. January 6th, 2020. Madison went to the library today to see if she could recover the pictures on beep, the pictures the attorney sent on the day of the disinterment. We had thought we lost them, but she did recover them. Oh my gosh, I was so happy to hear her say that when she called to tell me. Today we went to different stores to get the newspaper with the ad in it. We were unsuccessful because the paper that the ad is in is a subscription paper, and this paper goes into businesses. We went to the newspaper and bought some papers, and a friend of ours bought some too. It's in the paper. I laugh. I laugh because this baby girl has been gone for over 20 years, and she has her name in the paper. I'm so proud of you, Megan. January 7, 2020, we went to the major newspaper, the beep. I have to call the number and get an appointment to talk to an editor. I pray this works for us and we can let the whole state know of this. Keep us in your prayers. January 8, 2020, 9.49 a.m., I called the beep. I first talked to a lady. She sent me to B to find out what kind of ad it is. B then sent me to a man in the editorial department. I talked with him for a few minutes about the story to him asking me to send it to his email. He said it may not be something that will go in the paper. It may be a news ad. I said, it will go either way, in the paper, or I will sit face to face with someone. He said, you want it to be out for others to know? You may have to talk with the city councilmen and the representatives. I said, I have talked to them, to our senator, city manager, and I've gotten nowhere. I said, yes, I want others to know. I don't want to carry this around with me knowing things are not right. I want it fixed. I have talked with others that say the same thing. I said, and they say they have called the city, but the city seems to do nothing about it to get it fixed. I said, the story goes on from here, but others need to know. I said, on January 16th, we had a meeting and we did get an admittance for the headstones have been moved. He said, so the city is aware of this? It may be that they don't have the money to fix it. I said, oh, I'm sure, I have thought that, but then I think we have to put a price on our babies not to do the right thing. He said, yes, uh-huh. So you need an ad to let the people call their city representatives or the city? I said, no, I want them to contact me. I asked him, do you want me to read it to you? It's not that long. He said, I tell you what, Give me your name and number and I will call you back and don't think I am going to take your information and not get back to you. I said, oh, please don't. I said, I will take this to New York. I will take this to the ends of the earth. He said, it may take me a day. 
a day and a half, two days, but I will talk to a few people and see what we can do. I will get back to you. I said, all right, thank you. Beep. He then reads off his email address for me to send the ad to him. He read it a couple times, but we did finally get it. I thanked him and told him to have a good day. We hung up. Thank you for listening. I look forward to you listening to the next episode. Please use your words kindly. Thank you.